said, wow. Ooh. What's it called? Where is she? Picture yourself in a boat on a river. This is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by one Mr. William Shatner. Actually recorded Actually, by the Beatles, this is William Shatner recording the song. I'm Dan. I hate the Beatles. This is Dan Hates the Beatles, and that's Josh. Hello. I like the Beatles. I like William Shatner. Well, then this is perfect for you. Picture yourself <laughs> in a podcast studio. <laughs> that's the best part. Just go on! <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, related fact, I, um, I watched my very first Star Trek TV episode yesterday. Was it the new one that's supposedly terrible? No, I I started with The Next Generation. It's a good place to start. Um, yeah, that's what I hear. And yeah, I've literally never, I've never seen an episode. I saw, um the uh what's his name the the movies the newer movies from um glasses the uh, director john elton john God, what's his name jj abrams <clears throat> yes that's actually really i really liked the, the star trek movie the first one you're not supposed to I really, really did. I, I actually liked it too. I even liked the second one. Did, and that one you're really not supposed did, to like. Do start do do Trekkies not like J.J. J. Abrams uh I think, movies? I think by the end of this year, J.J. J. Abrams is going to be the most hated person in the universe. Is he? I th- I I think it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's done both Star Wars. Yeah, and Star he's Trek. he's dipped into both of these and he's by some people's accounts ruined both of them. Oh wow. I'm not going to be watching episode oh, nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I, I'm probably going to lose a lot of fans, but you've, you've brought up Star Wars plenty of times on this, on this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, likening them to the Beatles and the, the, the culture around it. I don't like Star Wars. I don't think if you were born, let's say the year I was born, if you were born on or after 1985, and you say that you like Star Wars, you're full of shit. Those just really, they're not really great movies. They aren't. They did something new for their time, yeah. um, but they do not hold up. I've watched them. I've rewatched them. I've seen the old, the new, the all the episodes, and n- not one has been like an enjoyable experience. It's just has been like, uh, I'm like, I'm like trying to force myself to like see what the big deal is and trying to like it. But if you saw it like, you know, in the seventies, if you were like between the ages of like, I don't know, six and 20 and you saw it, then yeah, it's like, yeah, that's, it was a great, I'm sure it was a great experience for you and you'll never lose that feeling. And, but if you saw it like, you know, now, I then- think, I think where I've come to is that, See, I liked I liked um, the Last Jedi. I'm one of one of them. The la- okay, that's episode uh, like six. Uh, no, no, eight. It's the most recent one. That the Last Jedi, the last one, not the, Return of the Jedi. Sorry. The la- yeah, yeah. 
And I enjoyed it mainly because it just, it broke everything that was, I thought, wrong with Star Wars. Cause it's just, it, the Star, the problem I had with Star Wars is it's just good against evil and the most fucked up family in the universe just making the same mistake over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then this movie came along and clearly broke that pattern and people didn't like it. And then this next one that comes out is clearly like, Disney and and JJ just folding to people and being like, okay, here's the Emperor. You get you get your Star Wars that we tried to take from you, and that's fucking stupid. And but then I understood in that moment when I was yelling at my computer screen that was showing me the Episode Nine trailer. Um, oh, I think I just like Empire Strikes Back. I think that's always been the case. Is yeah. I just like that. I really like that movie. But I don't really care for. I don't think I ever really cared for Star Wars that much. Yeah, and and that's the one that seems to be the one that the cool kids like is Empire Strikes Back, um, and the the real cool kids, the yeah. the uh, you know like me, the Judd Nelsons of the of the clubs. That's me. Um, like yeah. Judd Nelson. So uh, maybe I should watch that Judd one again. Um, he's a WCW wrestler. Oh, okay. No. Um, it's not the guy who played coach, is he? No. That's Ed O'Neill. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we, so this is a podcast we went on. Yeah, we went on a tangent. <laughs> I, I will say the difference between I think the Star Wars and and Beatles is that true. The the Beatles did do things that other people have like improved on, right? So that's that whole argument of like, yeah, I could watch movies from the nineteen forties that introduced things for the first time, or I can watch movies from now who've clearly incorporated it, you know, years and years and years of all that stuff and improved upon it. But I think, where I think it's different is I, I truly think the Beatles songs still hold up. Like, I still enjoy them listening to them today. I think they're, they're really good. Whereas, like, yeah. movies like Citizen sure. Kane aren't enjoyable. They're just like, ugh, they're a slog to get through. And you agree yeah. with me. And yeah. uh, you've uh, said, you said as much on the yeah. podcast. You like yeah, their songs. Sure. No, I like some. I like some songs. <clears throat> you know what? I we, feel like ma- the Magical Mystery Tour might end up being a problem a little bit it could be um i have not done any um pre-listening to this album uh, i think this is a movie is with this is a movie right it is also a movie this, is this like from a- what i'm from what i've heard seeing hearing um they uh, so they had a manager who like died while they were away doing like a yoga retreat Um, (laughs) and that maybe explains why this album is the way it is yeah um before we get into it i do want to thank this album for all of the really wonderful local uh kids shows that Mm -hmm. it probably inspired Mm -hmm. um like uh New Zoo Review and um, The Land of Fruz. Sure. Great Space Coaster. Sure, sure, sure. So sure. for that, I got to say, good job, guys. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Brian Epstein was their manager that died. Right. They were doing a transcendental meditation seminar in Wales. Yeah. I want to do transcendental meditation. We gotta just, find us a whale first. I just don't want to. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to pay uh, twelve hundred bucks for it anyway. I'm disappointed in myself for that one. Um, yeah. So this is it's a piece of shit. I, 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 the the the, <laughs> the film 
people agree with you on the film, apparently, that it's a piece of shit, but it had critical reception for the uh, soundtrack. Now, um, mm-hmm. the back half of this album, the ass of this album, if you will, is yeah, a nice, sweet, end. plump ass. It's got some really good songs, including one of my favorites. Um, the front half, or the, um, we'll call it the face, I don't know. Well, this is the original version of the album. The original album was only six tracks long. That's true. Okay. And it was released as a f- uh, two-disc double EP, which didn't really go very w- go over very well here in the states. Yeah. But yeah, it was it's then they released uh in America they released a full album where one side was all of those songs. And then the other side was some of the other things, the singles that they were releasing at the time. True. And the Beatles did not like that release. So I would decide with the uh, record label on this one because the songs that they added are really good. Right. I don't know if the but songs... they aren't the album. Right. You're, yeah, that's why I agree with the the people who decided to release it as an right. LP. Cause the, yeah. Because EPs were not popular in the U.S. at the time, Capitol Records released the soundtrack as an LP, adding tracks from that year's non-album singles. Um, the, as you noted, the Beatles were displeased about this. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, and again, I do not know, other than I Am The Walrus, which I'm, I, I'm aware of, I, I don't really know any of these songs by just their title alone. So I'm, I'm very curious to, to know. You're... You're in for a treat. Man, this is like, you know, when Mike Tyson was just having a dominant career, yeah. and then his manager, yeah. Costamato, died. Right. He, And then he, his next fight was against Buster Douglas, and we all right. know what happened then. He got, he got KO'd, he lost. So it seems like whenever your manager dies, you just kind of flop. Tom Cruise, uh, when he did Classic that. Classic example. When he, no, seriously, when he did the, his couch jumping, when he was doing uh, parkour on couches. Yeah. Um, Apparently, he had fired his his manager like right before that, and mm. put in his sister. And like, there is such a thing as a management vacuum or a management like problem. Yeah. I don't know that this is the case with this album, but like, it sounds like it to me. Mm. And like, if you don't have that person in your life or in your career saying like, eh, maybe not that, yeah, you know, like maybe did. Yeah, Maybe you do this other thing that's close to this thing that you want to do. Maybe that would still make you happy. For sure. But For sure. Yeah. And I'm sure there are countless examples of this in action. Let us jump right in. Okay. Let's tarry no further. Okay. okay. The first track uh, is, you guessed it, Magical Mystery Tour from the Apple Magical Mystery Tour. Which, by the way, the cover... It's mm. kind of funky. It's, we'll, we'll get yeah. on that later. All right. That was before Photoshop, Josh. What? I thought Photoshop was there from the beginning. I remember Socrates saying, let us shop the photos. All right. I really hate the photos. Shut up, Josh. All right. <laughs> so how are we going to follow up, Bala? Our album that changed the world. I don't know. Why don't we just do a bunch of LSD and this a cartoon marathon. This definitely sounds like the beginning of like 
a mini a TV miniseries. Yeah, it's. They wanted to create a film that captured a psychedelic theme similar to that represented by author and LSD proponent Ken Massey's Merry Pranksters on the U.S. West Coast. Gosh, sound effects. So many layers. I mean, are you willing to give them credit for being like, we're kind of jumping in without a life jacket. Let's just kind of like go in the studio and just I, like fuck around and like just see what happens. I think that if the end product wasn't an overworked, unfocused pile of chaotic bullshit, mm-hmm. like I don't mind a pile of chaos. This. They're just it. It sounds to me like they're just like. It's just it, what next? It's just roll the die, like. Yeah. And I don't know. I. I think for this song, it, it's not exhausting yet. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, hey, here we go. Get ready. This is gonna fucking blow your mind, man. Don't believe me? Here's the sound of a goddamn airplane or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, where's it going? I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) Paul McCartney really showing off his chops there, you know, doing the different time signatures and shit. I guess I want to clarify. This is nice. This is a nice little moment. I think I think I'm okay with this song, but I know the album that it leads into, and it <laughs> makes me sad that it's about to happen. Listen, I'm okay with the McDonald's breakfast sandwich, but I know. I remember the one day I had one, and then my dog died. <laughs> so I can't just. Uh, I'm curious. I I I um. Wait, hold on. But, I mean, it is a real question. How do you follow up Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band? Yeah. <laughs> this is an option. I This is not their kid A. I'm very curious to know, if I just Google um, Beatles albums ranked from, like, worst to, to best. Um, um, that would be at tubgirl.com. Okay, of the 13 albums. Don't go there. Of the 13 albums that are on this first hit at ultimateclassicrock.com, mm-hmm. where do you think Magical Mystery Tour ranks from 1 to 13? Sorry, I was just weighing how I feel about giving the website that I just gave, and it's still mixed. What did, what did you ask? So this website ranks 13 studio albums from the Beatles from worst to last. What do you? Where do you think Magical Mystery Tour ranks? Uh, from the bottom, I think we're looking at um, in the Beatles, at the Beatles, we're the Beatles. Hey, look, it's the Beatles, and then Magical Mystery Tour. So, like five from the bottom. No, so number eight. No, they 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 are harsher on it than you are, my friend. They should be. This is a terrible album. Um, <laughs> they rank this second to worst. They say, damn. They say that uh, Yellow Submarine. Um, which do we 
No. Did we actually cover that as at all? The, we're we're in a real weird place. It is weird. Yeah. So so they, they're, they're ranking this. They're so the, the Yellow Submarine, which is a soundtrack to the movie. Um, um, but on, I, yeah, is that next? Have we? I feel like it should be. Oh, so it's 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 two next. So well, w- w- wait. So White Album is after this. Yeah, the Beatles White God Album. God damn it. And so they rank Magical Mystery Tour as the second worst. Um, so we have we have more to go. We have a worse album. According to this guy, um, they don't like this album either. Uh, Does this person know that they are the Beatles that he's talking about, and that they're all the most important? <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm I'm trying to <laughs> this guy. I'm trying to give you some. I'm gonna some some of your what What is this person's credentials? What's their phone number? Uh, What's their address? Five five five. Okay, five five. Uh-huh. All right, so hey. let's just go. Let's just let's continue on. Hello, what do you have to say? Maybe uh, this guy's full uh, of shit. Yeah. Maybe you are too. Maybe this is maybe this is going to be my f- maybe it's my favorite album of of uh, to date. Not starting off super strong. The Magic Mystery Tour is fine. I didn't, but I I probably I will be okay dying never hearing that song again. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, but when we get through this album. There's kind of like two ways to look at it, and the, we got to judge it from like the collection of songs that it is in its like two part release, and then there's also the the original vision of the Magical <laughs> Mystery Tour, That's true. which is the original vision. This isn't cutting hairs; like this is what they put out and said like. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a yeah. I don't know which one I'm that okay is. With I'm that. working on my John Lennon, but it's not there. Um, the album cover, by the way, it's like uh, you remember from The Shining, where the twins? Um, no, like River of Blood. He looks over to a room, and there's like a guy. <laughs> You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the bear giving the guy a blowjob. Yeah, like look, yeah. Look at the cover. Oh well, like, yeah, it's, it's blowjob it's bear like basically. Two of those guys. That's actually. I mean, I hate to keep doing. Actually, like a I don't hate it. The, the 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 Disney crossover thing. If you look at early versions of like Disneyland costume characters, they're fucking horrifying, and I they bet. look like that. I bet. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the second track. <sighs> I'm sorry, anyone listening. Oh, that's right. So when I listened to this... The Fool on the Hill? When I listened to this... I listened to it in the original order. And I don't remember... No, this this wasn't the original second track. It does work better as a second track. And Josh, what you're not hearing because of the medium that we're listening to this on is there's all sorts of background just garbage going on, which generally I like, but it just feels like it's there to be there. Mm. So this uh, pure McCartney here, um, right? Probably. This, this this just feels like a big time. McCartney. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I like the song so far. Oh yeah, and the and the original the original track listing your mother should know was the was the second. <laughs> your mom. Your mom. Yeah, I 
think I did like this. Going on. I love this era of flute playing. Like what they were doing with flutes during the late '60s to early '80s was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more like a nostalgic thing I have for it. I did like the song until I listened to it in my car at like pretty high volume. Mm-hmm. Volume, volume. Mm-hmm. I was on volume. Sure. Um, a high volume of volume is what I was on, and I was driving my car, which is not safe. And I listened to this song, and there's too there's there's too much garbage in the background. Like this, this could be a really sincere, nice song, and then they go and fuck it up. It's like putting chocolate pudding on ranch dressing. Yeah, I'm not gonna explain that one. There's an explanation, but I'm, I don't. Children can't be trusted at salad bars. Is basically what I'm saying. The food. Because when you're at Sizzler and you're a child. This song is fine. Yeah. I, I I like it. It's um Are you trying to like it? No. Oh. It's a magical horse, Josh. It seems like yeah, at this point they're they're not comfortable with just writing a straightforward right. they get like, like we gotta add some stuff to it. We're the um, fucking Beatles, we gotta be the Beatles. You know, it, it, it just feels like they they recently discovered all their stuff and, you know, and, and Rubber Soul and, and even starting with the Revolver, Rubber Soul, and then Sgt. Pepper's for sure, where they're starting to do some some studio um, trickery, not trickery, funkery. Um, and so, you know, it's hard for them to let it go. It's like, you know, it's like I, I can imagine maybe back when I played guitar a lot, and like I got like a new pedal and like I discovered yeah. like, you know, yeah. the phaser mm-hmm. setting. Mm-hmm. And so like I would be like playing songs or like writing riffs and it's like every song have to have a phaser in it because yeah. like you're so ex- you're so excited with it. So it's like they're so excited with f- adding crazy stuff in the studio. They're like every song has to have something. Right. Because they're so they're still enamored with it and they don't. No yeah. one to let go. Well, it, and Epstein's it, not there to tell him, "Hey, back off." off. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, I mean, I had a very similar experience with, you know, my my own music. That's actually why I stopped making music entirely. Too much flange. <laughs> no, I, so at the beginning of the of the discovery process, there was definitely too much flange because I was just like, "This is the most awesome thing ever." Yeah. So of course you're going to put it on everything. Yeah. And then you know, luckily grew out of that, but then found myself just laying on all a new basket of tri- of the same old tricks yeah. and like I just had a really honest moment with myself where I'm just like I think I'm done. I think I think I've just done what I'm going to do with this. Yeah. And and um I'm really really thankful that I had that moment. <laughs> but I this reminds me too of like a pr- professor I had who I'm not going to name, but any of you who had this person you'll be able to figure it out. Um Basically gave the class a Indiana lesson. Jones. India Jones. God damn it. It's Dr. Jones, okay? Dr. Jones. I was wearing the the love you or whatever thing on my eyes. Your eyelids, yeah. yeah. Um, that was me. It's based on a true story. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so before we found the Ark of the Covenant, uh-huh. he gave a lecture on how to make, and I'm doing air quotes, fun sounds. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just like, Add echo, which they added a bunch of echo in this album. Reverb, lots of reverb, Heck which yeah. I everyone here knows I love reverb. Yep. And then when in doubt, 
play it backwards because it'll oh. it's anything sounds weird and funny and exotic played backwards. Yeah. And basically, like three people in that class and I we, like made eye contact. Like, I think this guy might be full of shit. Mm. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe it's possible. Yeah. Um. Th- that's this album to me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a real life example of this. Um, I would be in the classic nodding furiously because, well, here's what I have to work with. I have to work with Audacity, which is a free program to edit my podcast. I have another podcast called The Deconstruction with Josh Garcia. It's a, it's a good podcast. If you're, if you're a listener to the podcast, you might notice that at the beginning of each episode, I record a new musical intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I have myself and my acoustic guitar, and I usually take about 20 minutes to write, like just a little riff wherein I, I sing the deconstruction in some sort of way. Recently, in the last like three, I don't know if you've noticed, if you listen, but yeah. I fall in love with the reverb. Right. Effect. No, I know. I know. I noticed that. I'm like, good job, Josh. Because there's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, if you go into the effects tab, there's not much to work with. There's like, there's like, um, uh, phaser, uh, there's echo or delay, and then there's like reverb, and that's about it. So I've, I've find, I found a way to use reverb like the last like three episodes a lot, cause it's like, oh, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I get no, it. No, it's been, in- it's been fun hearing your like evolution on that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go on to the next track. Yeah. And then there's the Beatles. Yeah. Um, this is your mom. This is flying. Oh. Flying, I think. Oh. Real tight delay on the guitar. Not familiar with this track, but I like it so far. Yeah, I wasn't. This this one's I remember surprised me. I forget. It got me to something before that I really liked. I do really like this song, and I almost wish it wasn't a Beatles song, because they like it so much. Ah, so, if you're waiting for words or lyrics, too bad, because this is an uh, instrumental. I feel like they have some, like, backwards-talking bullshit. Oh, yeah, they have that. This is what I I think this is this is what I want this album to be like this tr- this track not all, all of it like this but like I I think I think when I heard this song in the original release it was like one of the last ones I think and I think let me think if I could say think more mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I remember hearing it and going, you motherfuckers, like, you can do this, and I just listen to all that fucking bullshit. You know, the Beatles are a band that... They're not interested in digging in deep with one type of sound on one album. They're gonna they're gonna throw this at you, and they're gonna th- throw in, like, an acoustic, like, McCartney Fool on the Hill, they're going to throw in a Magical Mystery Tour type of thing. They're, they're hitting on different places wherein, 
you know, somebody else, like maybe one David Sylvian might <laughs> do one type of sound in like the entire Right, the entire album. Well, and Bowie like, did that a lot too. Yeah, well, a lot of bands do. I, I, but I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think I disagree with you on this specific album because it, it, sonically has more in common with the Hedgehog. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog was their new manager for a short period <laughs> of time, and he said, "Got to get those coins," and and the way to do that is you make each track, each track kind of has shares some musical uh i was gonna say footprints and i'm just gonna stick with that yeah um and it's the first album that i remember where that's kind of happening so i I get what you're saying and that's kind of true before this album but in this album it's the one where they're actually i do have a cohesive aesthetic and and they fuck it up a lot Hmm. i think Here's a question for you, a little trivia question. Do you know who Richard Starkey is? Uh, it's the original McGruff, the f- crime dog. No. Okay. Um, can I phone a friend? Richard Starkey. You can phone me. Starkey. Uh, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Yeah, you got to do the mime, do the object work, Josh. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Oh, hey, Josh. No, Wait. it's it's not Josh. Oh. It's me from the boo box. Oh, it's Ringo. Yeah, hello. Oh, it's, uh, how's, how are you? I'm fine. How are I'm you just feeling? fine. I'm feeling very, very chill. I've okay. got a doobie in nice here. Nice and gluey and on the inside. Oh, yes. Lots of glue, lots of Elmer's. Okay. Uh, i got a glue stick. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, who is Richard Hemming, Farnsworth? Do- Richard Dawkins. Richard Starkey? Starkey. Oh, well, uh, you're speaking to him. What? That's right. My original name, my, my Christian name is Richard Starkey. They called me Ringo because of my rings. And apparently they shortened Starkey to star to sound more cool. Because it's a star. I get it. Now I get it. Gotta go. Bye. Click. Yeah, Richard Starkey, which I just found out literally just right now, is uh, Ringo Starr's actual name. I don't know why that disappoints me as much as it does. <laughs> but it really, I just to be clear, it really does. Like, I'm super bummed by that. That his name is Starkey and they changed it to Star. Yeah, I, I, I found it out because this was the first track since uh, some, some like long ago star. track. That was credited to all four members of the band. Ringo, you should go they got by the writing name credits star. of Harrison Lennon McCartney Starkey. You can be a star someday. <laughs> if you Thank just you. add an R, it doesn't sound like it's pretentious. You just do that. Let's try to wake up John and see what he thinks. <laughs> um, there's something mm. about uh, Doctor Strange Love in here. You could. We call you Ringo because you have so many rings on your fingers. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on. That seemed to bum you out a lot, so we're just gonna we're just gonna move on. Where is Starkey? Is he here? He's in his boot box. Okay, that was a weird little time jump that we did then. (laughs) 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 All right. Blue Jay Way. Uh, I forgot what this felt like. (laughs) 
Brian Eno? Um, Josh, you should know that this would be more of a David Sylvian thing. David Sylvian. Because of the use of organs. Wow. Hey, some tape loops stuff going on? Is that what that is? Uh, there's, it's mainly just play it backwards and it sounds wacky. Oh. Um, the whole lot of fucking flange though on the vocals. Yeah. Um, Harrison wrote this song um, named after a street. The lyrics document Harrison's wait for the music publicist Derek Taylor to find his way to Blue Jay Way through the fog-ridden hills while Harrison struggled to stay awake after the flight from London to Los Angeles. So He's just waiting for a dude and then they made it to his song. So, I'm surprised that this is a Harrison song because it sounds like a lot of time was put into it. Uh, <laughs> um, he snuck in at night right <laughs> I I also like this song figured you would what does that mean <laughs> they use flanging yeah I forgive them Leslie rotary effect reverse tape sounds Very means, weird track. That means the rest of the album is next. So far, you like two songs from the first yeah, set. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. And I, I, I just want to be really fair for where the rest of this goes because I don't... I, do, I, hmm. um, I really like these songs. Yeah. These two. I really, really like them. And I think by now it probably isn't going to be a surprise that because I like them so much I kind of hate the rest of it even more because it these songs are like an olive branch out to me to be like damn we love you we, we want to be your friend I'm like yes you can be my friend and then they fucking shit on it uh-huh, uh-huh. with their bad choices and their pretentious bullshit well I mean we're pretty much almost done with we got one more for the original six. Right. So it sounds like you're okay with the original six. Almost. In this order, I'm actually... I think I'm more okay with it. The original order, I, I, I was a lot more negative about it. Yeah. I think putting Fool on the Hill after the opening track is a really good idea in terms of, like, the... Just the motion of it. Um... And this works as like a middle-y kind of place. These two together. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom is so fat. Is a pile <laughs> of trash, though. Spoilers. Um, yeah, this is from in layman's terms. Um, this is one of the more out there tracks, right? Musically, compositionally, effects e type of way. 
Um, here's a little fun fact for you. Mm. Uh, this is one of the first Beatles tracks that cult leader Charles Manson adopted <laughs> as the foundation for his helter-skelter theory of, That's an, why I like of an American race-related <laughs> countercultural revolution. Um, amongst, amongst the artists who have covered this song, Sushi and the Banshees. Susie? Is that is it Susie? Sushi? I like sushi and the banshees. Sushi and the banshees. Sushi and the banshees. Uh one of your one of your one of your people. Sushi and the banshees. Um yeah, I I'm loosely connected to them, but I appreciate I appreciate the shout out. You mentioned them. Yeah, yeah. I was I think I was more shocked that you didn't know about them. Yeah. Um uh, Yeah. <sighs> sushi um so yeah you like that song i did maybe we should just I liked it a lot maybe we should just stop there i like the fly fly like a bird or whatever fly i'm flying flying flying, flying. Yeah. i like that one i like this one and yeah magical mystery tour it's just you know it's, it, it, i feel like they have to write that to, to start their movie whatever um the full in the hill a nice little Nice little track from Paul McCartney. Nothing to. Um, I'm telling you, it gets worse when you listen to it more closely. Does it? Okay. Like it's. I hate to. It, just to be fair, because I, I don't mind it as a song, but then well, I, all I'm, the garbage in the back. It's like why? Why is well, this? For, here? I don't care why about is that. This here? So I, I, I yeah, will listen to it a bunch, and I won't, it won't affect me either way. <sighs> Anything will make me like it more. Fine, do that. You know what, Dan? Your mother should know that you like the Beatles now. She does. She doesn't know that because she listens to this podcast. Well, is there anything else your mother should know that um, she's listening? That I love her. It's mm, very nice. I like this so far. It's a really good soundtrack for a cutaway sequence in, like, Sesame Street. Or I, I think I hate this song, this music, this album less on second hearing. Mm-hmm. really torn because i really i really like the like the the instrumentation that they're using yeah and i kind of just wish that they would i can't believe i'm saying this because i've i really do like studio fuckery but like there are points where they just go it's just it's too much Mm mm-hmm You know, if if you're looking at it as we are yeah. now, from like with perspective, you can you notice it, you don't like it, but you see the reasons why. Like they they kind of like like I said before, they discovered it, they got all excited about it, and just overdid right. it, overdid it a little bit. It kind of, but it kind of reminds me of a <laughs> a thing that I heard in the, there was actually there's a collection of Bowie interviews that I was watching yesterday for some reason just by chance mm-hmm. and he was talking about how like his creative process was that like he would push and push and push 
to get it as far away from like his hands as he could. But then once it got to that point where it felt like it was something outside of himself, he knew to just back off and stop working. Oh. And he was saying that like that could be it, like a uh, sorry for the burp, everybody. Uh, that could be a. Um, that's a real dangerous point because you have to know to back off. Otherwise, you, there's this risk of just overworking it yeah. and getting to a point where I, I think that that's happening a lot with the original version of this album. Yeah. Because they're all fucking wasted out of their minds, which, again, is a great thing to be, but, like, yeah, know. if you don't have... Was it Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> Too soon? Byron. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that was a genuine one. <laughs> this, this song is supporting an old-fashioned dance segment that starts with the Beatles coming down a grand staircase in white tuxedos. Uh, so that's where that's coming from. I like that song. It's fine. I thought it was uh, more than fine. It was like a little deep. Do, 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 nice little melody. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the place where they go that I traditionally get lost. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, I hate it less. Hey, man. I hate it less this time around. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that is because of the, the placing of the tracks or just me having lowered expectations. Or sometimes you just have to hear things more than once. And the more times you hear it, your brain just processes it more maybe i still don't like a lot of it that's fine i like those i like those two a lot i like i mean like i like them a lot a lot yeah like if that was if that was kind of the the, the beatles resting place in terms of like their their, their there was if that was like their baseline for mm-hmm. a lot of what they did i would be a beatles fan yeah interesting. that's how much i like those two songs interesting well now we're going to move on to... Oh, God damn it. I know what's coming. Let me see. What are some things I can read about this? Um, uh, let's see. The lyrics for this next song came from three song ideas that Lennon had been working on. Mm-hmm. The first of which was inspired by hearing a police siren at his home mm-hmm. in Waybridge. Mm-hmm. Lennon wrote the lines, Mr. City Policeman, to the rhythm and melody of the siren. <laughs> I just like to hear things and name them, and I make a song out of it. The second idea was a short rhyme about Lennon sitting amidst his garden, while the third was a nonsense lyric about sitting on a cornflake. <laughs> he loves the cornflakes, man. I love cereal. <laughs> and able to finish the three different songs, he combined them into one. All right, let's listen to this uh, weird-ass freaking song. That's a piece of shit. Presentationally, I really think the opening is great. Yeah. <sighs> what's what's the goal? What's the goal? When you sing like that, is the goal that you want to sound like a child? Is it that? Sitting on a cornflake. Yeah. Waiting for the van to 
So, what I heard from a series of YouTube documentaries. I'm the Eggman. They are the Eggman. I am the Walrus. Soy el Walrus. It's a funky song. Apparently, this came along at a time when a college professor had written a letter, and this was the person who made these YouTube videos were like pro Beatles. Is, is M M pro? It's the Walrus. Yeah. Um. Apparently, someone contacted John Lennon and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, my students are like." Dissecting your lyrics and finding like deeper meaning in them, and like they really appreciate like what you're doing lyrically. And up to that point, he, he they were actually writing about stuff. And then John Lennon, that coy motherfucker, uh-huh. decided that he was just gonna write complete utter fucking bullshit lyrics in the form of "I Am the Walrus" and other songs after it, just. So that they would work themselves silly <laughs> trying to decode the lyrics, which is funny, but it's not something you do if you like that's punk. Have bro. respect for your fans. That's not punk. That's punk. hardcore punk. That's fucking that's 4chan. <laughs> that's, He's a troll. Look, as somebody who has been. A, a troll, I would say a very successful one mm-hmm. in certain ways that I will not mention, but mm-hmm. you know of. Mm-hmm. And some people listening to this know of. This is just mean. This isn't creative trolling. This is just like. The troll is- that is speaking of is that he is John Lennon <laughs> and he's faked his own death. <laughs> this is all a big ruse. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. But like this, this is like that fucked up thing where you, you like. You put the the laser pointer on the dog's collar, or whatever. Where, oh, you don't. You didn't uh, have fucked uh, up friends that would do that. No. <laughs> so the, the cat would attack him. No, because they'll, they're going to chase after it. Uh, oh, attach it to his collar. Right. Yeah. I right, see. right. Or like attach it so that wherever he like, you can never catch it. Yeah. You know? That's. I fucking hate John Lennon so much. <laughs> I don't react as harshly to that. That just seems to me like. If he did it once, that's that's kind of a funny, silly thing. If he if it's true that he did it more than once, which I don't know if that's true, then it's just it just seems like okay, you're giving it too much attention. That's kind of a waste of time. But I guess w- w- it, combine that with everything else that we know about this fucking horrible monster of a person, <laughs> and it's just like this, this guy's just an asshole. I mean, <laughs> who who? Uh, uh, who to argue with your point about respecting the fans, who respects their fans? Like no one really cares about we their do. fans. We do, Josh. Well, yeah, we're, we're I, we love our fans. We love them. I'm gonna turn the mic off real quick. Okay. I fucking don't give a shit about our fans, too. Are you kidding me? I could care less. I'm just waiting for that. But I won't to come in. Yeah, yeah. I just want. Have you heard from Lacroix yet? Yeah, I'm just, I've been battering them, but they're just won't go. But Dyson, Dyson's going to budge. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't got through the right person at Dyson right. yet. But okay. that's a lot of dead air. As far as our fans, yeah, though, I, just, fuck them. yeah I don't give a shit about yeah, them. Dude, just eat a dick. All right, let's turn the mics back on. <clears throat> Test one, two. Yep. Um, I don't know, but that that song is it's it's not nothing. It's it's definitely. <laughs> 
that's the movie poster quote. Yeah, it's not it's nothing. Not nothing. <laughs> well, it, it, here's what I'm saying. Like, they have a few songs that are just like, I won't ever remember that song. I don't need to listen to it again. It's just out of my brain. Whereas this song, while it's not a banger of a song, it's definitely memorable. You know, it's got some hooks. Like a snack? A snack? Yeah, that's what the kids, the kids, I guess, are saying. Things are, or people are snacks. Doesn't that mean that they're like hot? I think so. Yeah, so this song is a snack. I was snack. just trying to sound, I'm sorry, I was trying Come to sound on, cool. No, sound, no. Um, I don't know, this song is weird. It's just a, it's, it, but it's a popular song. It sure is. Yeah. Uh, I think it was on. A, it made its way to across the universe, didn't it? Oh, it oh, it's certainly it certainly did. It doesn't really speak that well since no. the Eddie Izzard song also made it. A benefit of Mr. Kite. Yeah, yeah. That's we really do need. We, we need to do a commentary craft for that fucking movie. Um, I don't know. I so another thing is happening with this era where the Beatles apparently one of them or all of them in unison, whatever, said that. They thought that only like 10 of their fans actually understood what they were doing, which is like... With that song? Like, just in general. Wait. I feel like it's probably a John Lennon thing. I I remember seeing the quote somewhere, and it was basically like, yeah, there's really only 100 or 10 fans of us that actually understand what we're doing. And it's like, fuck you. Get over yourself, dude. Well, he's not... He never... I mean, he compared to... He said they were bigger than Jesus, so... Right. It doesn't, but it's this. Why do you like the fans of John Lennon? Why do you like him? I don't. I get the image. I get the image, but like, go past the image. And this guy's just an asshole. Well, I can't speak to that because I'm not a big fan of anybody that way. Um, yeah, okay. Maybe that's it. Because I am, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of anybody. I don't have role models. I don't have heroes. It's sad. Is it? I guess. But. I'll talk to you about. Um, okay. I'll talk to you about Christ. Okay. Let's turn the mics off real quick. What's up, what's okay. up with this Christ guy? People seem to really like him. Yeah. So I think if we say that we're like a Christian podcast. Yeah. We could get that Dyson money. It's all oh, about the Dyson money. We could money. also really bring in a huge slice of the religious yeah, right. Just fucking suckers. Yeah. I mean, they're supporting all sorts of shit. Yeah, they're really hot right now. That's the hot crowd. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Everyone's like a... Right. Okay. It's like it's like the new friends. I have Jesus no, is the new friends. I have no principles. They're I have no ethics. Yeah, I will do whatever it takes for listens, for totally. clicks, for ad yeah, money. I get, Now that the mic's off, I fucking love John Lennon. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean... It's, like, it's weird. I fucking hate him. I hate the Beatles. Now that the mic's off, like, yeah. this is all for show. No, this, this is all a big sham. Right. And eventually, this is going to be a big money. Ma- we're going to have a TV series on yeah. this. It's a movie. It's going to happen. Soundtrack? All of it. Okay. All right. Let's turn the mic's back on. Okay. Um, so, John Lennon's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Just, dude, come on. He's a, I love the Beatles. Um, let's, let's move on to the next uh, song, which... So, this is definitely side this, two, this is, this, right? is, this is the extended LP, which you're right, like... This next one of these songs sort sort of fits. This next one I would say does not fit with the the kind of mood, but it's definitely a good. I will. I'm gonna say it's a good song. I like this song a lot. It's very. It feels very old Beatles. Um, not, not old. Uh, it, feel, it feels very like, uh, like fourth album Beatles rather than where we where we are now. 
Um, so I'm going to guess the one that you think <clears throat> fits is Strawberry Fields. Yep. Okay, I, I agree with that. Um, um, how do you feel about the EP as an EP? I feel... And we're probably right at about a second episode here. Yeah. But it, I'd say that's probably your call. Um, I say we push through. Okay. Um, EP as an EP, I'm okay with it. I... It's not really f- like I, I would say you're more of the audience than than I am. You, I would you're agree. one of the ten fans that Lynn's talking about, and I'm not. Yeah, I and, like the more so the LP side of it, right? Because I'm a, as we discussed, I'm a basic B, and I just want catchy tunes that I think are good. Um, these weren't bad. I liked. I, I didn't really care for Magical Mystery Tour. It's fine. Uh, Full in the Hill, I liked and love. Flying in Blue Jay way, more your your style. Yeah. Didn't hate them, but I don't appreciate it as, as you do. Your mother should know I kind of liked. I am the I'm the walrus is just weird. I mean, if I'm being really fair, I kind of I don't know what was different. I think I must have been in a different headspace or something. Um, I still don't like it. Like yeah. it's still. I mean, as a as a as a piece as a as an EP, I don't. But then again, if it was just an EP. Let's see. Okay, it's an EP. I wake up in the morning and I go and oh, I get the package from Columbia House and I open it up and I'm like, oh, two records from the Beatles. And I look at what the fuck Columbia is this shit? Columbia House. That's old school. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is this shit? It's a tiny album. Fuck that. John Lennon's still a monster, but I'm going to listen to it anyway. You wake up so and, angry in the morning. Well, it's normal. Okay. The Ritalin doesn't kick in for like 45 minutes. Nice. Um, and then. I think I would probably be irritated by the constantly flipping of records. Like I would kind of just be like, "What the f- what the fuck, guys? This is stupid." Um, but the material itself, if I'm being completely fair, I do kind of kind of like half of it. Yeah. As a, I think, as a project, I, I I'm very I'm just irritated <clears throat> by them at this point. You know, it takes a big man to admit that, Dan. That they're irritated by the that Beatles. You love them secretly. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. Okay, that you like some of their songs on this album. Half of it. So to, yeah, mathematically, I do. There's half of it that I like. You can't argue with math. You can't. I've tried. No, I try to say one plus one does not equal two. <laughs> Who is it? With it's like, um, uh, what's his name? The actor. He was the original. John Voight. He was in the first Iron Man, and then he got replaced by Don Cheadle. He, uh, he's also in Hustle Jeff Bridges. And, he was also in Hustle and Flow. Um, um, he says Maine. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, God, what's this? He's also an Empire black actor. James Earl Jones. I don't know. Anyway, but he he seriously is like has this thing. I think it's him who's like he tries Terrence to Howard? he tries yes Terrence Howard yeah he tries to he's trying to argue that one plus one doesn't equal two Are you and, kidding me? and like he's like legit like serious about it is he a flat earther or he might be Go- somebody Google that later on okay. and, and let us know in the Facebook group we love Dan hates the Beatles oh yeah um all right let's go let's go to the next song we're okay. gonna power we're gonna power through boom I like this song. Mm. So, yeah, this is the first time the song appears, right? It feels like 
I, I'm telling you, it, it feels like it belongs in like a th- third or fourth album, and I feel like we've covered it, but we haven't. Well, it's been noted in our Facebook group that we haven't touched on a lot of the yeah. singles that were coming out, and I honestly didn't even know that that was the case. Yeah. Um. Wait. Yeah, this is not your style, is it? Tell me what you think. I think of this song. I'm curious. Probably are noticing the lyrics, mm-hmm. which is just like him just listing like opposite things. I guess right. It's basically just um, let's call the whole thing off. Like you say, potato. I say yeah. potato. But it's just you know me. I'm a sucker for a nice, catchy melody, and this is just. Hello, hello. Dun, 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 dun. There's just, I like it. I gotta be really honest with myself here, and I do. So, I really thought that I hated this song. Yeah. In fact, I would probably have held this up as a reason why the Beatles irritate me. Mm-hmm. But then I listened to it again with like actually <coughs> listening to it and what's going on musically and all the background shit. And it strikes me that it's probably as simple as it is on purpose because of all the shit that they're doing like with the arrangement and stuff in the background. Because every verse... There's something new thrown in there mm. that's really pretty interesting. Mm. Um, so I actually really like this song, not as the song, but as a recording. Yeah, which is fine. I don't have an issue with that. Um, and I kind of like that they do keep it so simple that the only thing you're really paying attention to is the 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 layers that they're adding. Um, I'm, it's like I a was Trojan surprised horse. that I had yeah totally I was surprised that I had that reaction interesting like, oh shit this is actually I, I kind of get I think I get what they're doing here because I am one of the ten people apparently um, so you think it's over here right so right over, yeah yeah and then they do this little shit yeah and that's that's cool cool if you do it one time that's really cool <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about a lot of this. <laughs> is, uh, I say milk that cow for all it's worth, baby. Well, they do, so you'll be happy. <laughs> you know, and I feel like it's... it's Like if the cult in Midsummer were, like, friendly and not about, like, skinning people and killing them and stuff, mm-hmm. this would probably be something that they would sing together. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. Have you seen Lighthouse yet? Mm, no. Good. If it's got excessive gore in it, I'm I'm out. You're not a gore person? Oh god, no. I can't do it. That's strange. Yeah. Yeah. I know it doesn't fit with like a lot of things about my personality. Um, does it have excessive gore? I would say no. Like any gore. <laughs> is, is there a paper cut? I will not see it. Uh, no, well, not not that. But like Is there a bloody nose? I'm out. I think it's it's more like if it's any sort of like suffering being inflicted or like it's I don't know what the math is there it's it's probably like deeply psychological because it sticks with me for a really long time yeah 
Uh, I would say no. Okay. Because I'm sort of the same way. Not yeah, so much you? with gore, but with pain. Okay. Like, I don't know if I've talked about the end of... Have you seen Casino? No. Okay. The end of that movie, or there's an ending scene... Spoilers. That... I won't even talk about it, but it makes me... I can't watch the movie ever again. I know there's an eyeball involved. Not that. Okay. It's just like... And a lot of a lot of people are probably like, what? Like, what's so... It's just like Scorsese violence, but it's just like, there's an extra added realness and cruelty in this one violent scene right. that just is disturbing. I can't mm. watch disturbing things. And it disturbs me, and I can't watch it ever again. I cannot... It's weird, because I can do certain <clears throat> types... I've just learned that I don't understand what it is that's going to... I don't. I, I truly don't know what it is that triggers my like. You need to find out what it is. Weird. Like no, I don't. I'm fine. I'm no, fine not watching I'm not. these movies. I want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's because w- when it goes there, it's so unpleasant, and like my brain just like puts that shit on repeat. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's. It's not worth it for yeah. me, no matter how good the movie is. True. Um, well, The Lighthouse, I don't think it has any of that. Um, I think it's worth seeing. I So the guy who made it, I believe his name is David Eggers, writer, director. He also made The Witch. Have you seen The Witch? The Vivitch? The Vitch, The Vivitch. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's really good. Um, I think I, upon first viewing of The Lighthouse, I think I prefer The Witch, but Lighthouse is definitely worthwhile to see. But The Witch is really, really, really good. Um, yeah, so I recommend it. Anyway, uh, let's go on to the next song. What is this going on? Let me take you down, cause I'm going to strawberry. I feel like it's supposed to be. I feel like it's not a flute. It's maybe like a one of them fancy like Mellotrons or Tron or Tron the Tron, the remaker Tron cyborgs. Living is easy with eyes closed. Yeah, this is like I think lyrically one of their better songs as far as the lyrics go. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I just like the line "Living is easy with eyes closed." Yeah, it's. What are, you, what, what are you shaking your head for? You don't like the song? And also, one of the first time, or one of the few times that I feel like Richard Starkey really comes into play, his drumming on this song is, I think, stands out. Alright, Dan, you have a very sullen, melancholy This is just look. hello, goodbye, with needless complications thrown on top of it. Production-wise, you said you liked Hello Goodbye. Yeah, I liked it when it. I liked. I liked it then. I liked that. But then they just—they're doing the same fucking thing with the recording. But then they have this. I mean, I you have to go somewhere now with them. <laughs> what? I have to think about. Let's listen to the song. Nothing is real. Okay. Some horns going on. Yeah. I, this I song missed, is awesome. What are you talking I about? I missed the previous song. This. It's. McCartney Who wrote this play song? a Mellotron. Who for wrote sure. this song? Is it Lennon? Uh, Lennon. 
God damn it. Who wrote Hello Goodbye? It was McCartney, wasn't it? I don't know. McCartney, yeah. God damn well, it. Actually, no. He's the lead vocals. Yeah, it wasn't McCartney. Fuck. This is a problem. What's your... You're getting too mired in the details, my friend. That's that's what I do. <laughs> I love the horns. Yeah, minute, the minute, horns are minute, great. Minute. And they were good in Hello Goodbye. Why why do we need this song? The those these are two different songs. They're I, I, I they're doing what, the exact same thing. What are you hearing? Yeah, well they're playing instruments and singing, and that's what they do. Wise, they're, it's it's the same thing. It starts out with a simple thing, and you're adding things, you're adding layers, you're adding background stuff. It's a build. It's a sonic build. And then what makes Hello Goodbye work is that it just lets the song be that thing by not having it be like lyrically complicated at all it's just hello now hold on sir i may just be a simple podcast and recorder from oklahoma but by god i i do not hear the same songs when i hear these two songs so they must be doing something different because i i I have again the process like they're doing the same thing like in the production wise i mean hold on Oh, look, it's this shit again. This is so good. And it's... <laughs> it just... It's it's so, it's so... It's kind of unsettling, but in a good way. Yeah, production-wise, they're doing the same thing, Dan. They're they're recording songs and they're building to. They have a verse and a chorus, and they're then, using they're using their studio tools. They're playing with their studio toys, and in one of them, which is "Hello Goodbye," it's just about that, and the lyrics don't fuck it up at all. And it's it's a slur- the lyrics just get out of the way, and they're like, "Okay, boys, go." Go have fun. Go do your your strings and your horns, and you know, give John Lennon a good lick before you record this, because we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. But then fucking John gets out of his goddamn couch, and a, there's a like John Lennon shaped impression on it. It's fucking probably a few like flicks off a few maggots or something, and he's like. I want to do that too. They're like, all right, fuck it, John. Cool, whatever. What if we made it more complicated? What if we made it about the strawberries and where you get them? So if if you if you hadn't if if Hello Goodbye didn't exist on this record or at all, I'd probably still be annoyed by this song. Why? Because it's just a stupid fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I thought it was great. It's so weird. I, I thought you would like appreciate something about this song because there's I, uh, again I don't know what's going on in the back. I know there's some weird weird well, shit going it's, on. Well, it's it's got that it's kind of got that overworked feeling that Fool on the Hill had for me, where it's like you're the Fool on the Hill. I, yeah, that's <laughs> just learned. To Your do mother that. should know that you're the Fool on the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, it Blue Jay Way. I don't. I mean, what is it really saying? Going to strawberry fields, nothing Ooh. is real, nothing to get hung about. 
It's just, let's go fucking do drugs together, right? I mean, that's kind of what it's saying. Maybe. I'm talking about that. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, get my mind around, like, what's what's it actually... Or is it another fucking I'm the walrus the songs situation? songs aren't meant to be a typed-out email to you where you read and say, okay, I know these instructions. Well, apparently... They're supposed to seep into your soul. Turn off your ears and open up your heart. Well, then why are you why write I am the walrus if that's the case? Mm. <laughs> I... I it, it there's nothing there to, for me. I mean, it's it's an old song. People like it. Like that's okay. Cool. Great. Fine. Cool. You like strawberries? Go to fucking Strawberry Hill with John Lennon. He'll maybe not burn down your shed when you're there. And then like, and I think what what I'm hearing in Hello Goodbye is like the absence of that fuckery with lyrics where it's just like it may as well be the the bird song the fly fly the soundtrack to the fly yeah jeff goldblum Mm -hmm. um jurassic park yeah okay (laughs) like it may as well be that except that they throw in you say yes i say no you say hi i say low Mm -hmm. cool i get it that's it's simple this isn't about what's going on and then now we have to fucking go to strawberry hill with fucking john lennon strawberry fields strawberry i don't care forever i'm not going either way and definitely not forever you know what stay home i don't want to take you strawberry picking with me to strawberry fields i like boysenberries first of all i like What's this here? Crunch and berry? Captain <laughs> berry? Crunch berry? Oops, you like Oops All Berries? What's the cereal? Oops All Berries. Oops, a, yeah. Oops All Berries. Yeah, the captain went crazy. We're, we're, moving, we're moving on to another street. There's a, there's a lot of streets in this thing. Mm-hmm. Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs Of every head he's had the pleasure to know And all the people like Let's reverse it. What do you think go? I think about? Without being <laughs> showing the same grace and honor that I show you. Um, I don't know. I just like things because I'm supposed to like them. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, um, I mean, that is not me. Um, and in my heart. I think it's I, I think for your ears it's just my heart in your heart it's just a good well recorded well written song well I would never say well recorded I give a shit if they that's true yeah okay care I just care about the the, the the stuff coming out of the speaker and into my heart I don't give a shit how they made it you keep fucking around with audacity and eventually you're gonna get there there's a lack of reverb in this song <laughs> that troubles me otherwise I don't find this song overly irritating it's just a Beatles song to me it's like yeah of course I honestly I think I can't remove it from <laughs> a, a promotional thing that a right wing talk radio station up in LA did like years ago um, before the, before it was clearly like right wing it was just like why were you listening to it well it, this was like there was a transition period <laughs> where like it was just regular talk radio for a period of time and then 
you bring in Rush Limbaugh, and it's like, okay, well, he gets that chunk. I guess that's going to happen. But then you get Dr. Laura, mm. who talk about fucking monsters. Um, Not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, and then they had Dr. Laura right after that, and that was before she went full, like, psychotic. And then that happens, 9-11 happens, and then they slowly started getting more and more, like, really, right, like, it went from, like, libertarian slant to, like, full-on fucking Sean Hannity shit. Yeah. Um, Alright, so how does that relate to the so, song? No, it, it, I realize it's, it's rough. They, the, the, the station's name was KFI. And some douchebag advertising exec realized that, like, KFI has the same number of syllables as Penny Lane. And they got all the hosts together, all the local hosts together, and they recorded (laughs) the version of this. Oh, is it going to come back in a wacky form again, this song? No. Okay, this song doesn't do that. And they recorded (laughs) Penny Lane, but as KFI. KFI. Oh, God, it was so bad. So... I don't know. It's fine. You know what? Fuck it. There's it's, a, it's great. There's a piccolo trumpet solo in that song. You gotta love the piccolo. Sure. It's a nice little word. Piccolo. Um, yeah. Piccolo. Um, dilly, 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 dilly. I, don't, I don't like where this is going. Hey, man. So you really don't like this LP version. I really don't. I All like right. parts of it. I really like parts of it. How about this? Maybe oh. you're a rich man. whatever that sample is. I realize it might not be a sample for them, but I think Pizzicato 5 used that sample. I've been trying to figure... I, I spent a good couple days thinking about that. That... That's not the song's fault, but that's... I recognize the song now as... Um, this is the song closes out the film The Social Network. Huh. Maybe you're a rich man. Probably talking about Zuckerberg. There's a weird wompy thumpy thing going on in the background that isn't drums. And it makes me realize that Paul McCartney's not a bad bassist. He's actually a pretty capable bassist and why the fuck didn't they mix him higher in the mix it would make this song fuck what would you say what did you say it was a jam a baller a bang, banger banger yeah like this the song almost gets there for me yeah but then like as it's almost getting there I'm realizing that like what would get it there is just Mix that fucking bass real, make it fucking chunky and choppy and like have the, the, the rhythm section really interact with each other and get this, get a, it almost gets to a good groove, but never gets there because the bass is so fucking low in the mix. Like it's, there it is. And this, come on, Paul, get off the piano, get off the piano. I mean, that sounds like a. The producer's fault, and you know, it's like the the Beatles succeeded despite having their producer and, and engineer holding them back in the studio. 
doing the I mix all wrong. I mean, but aren't they responsible for that at this point? Aren't they the ones that are like... No. <laughs> no, they're not. Don't we shower? We, weren't we just showering them with praise for the last two albums? Where it's like this, uh, these—they're taking charge and they're making good choices. I feel like this is—he plays the fucking bass, like he knows what it's supposed to do. You know how Lennon is? He's a bully. He certainly is. Um, it's, it's. Well, this is according to you. It's fine. It's. it's this is a nice little song. It's not a, it's not a bad song and I, I I this is such a frustrating place for me in this podcast where it's like I I want to like it more and I could have liked it more if yes. they would have made a different choice and they didn't and I'm upset they should have been David Bowie instead they were the Beatles they should have been Japan and they chose that um this was... Um, Should have been Roxy Music. They've done this a, a few times where they take two unfinished songs and they combine them. That's what they did in this song as well. Um, they, they've done... They they certainly did that a, a few times in their career. Uh, yeah, I like that song. Nice little... Um, that little weird, whatever yeah. that is. That sample you're talking about. I know what's coming. What's coming, my friend, is one of their more beloved popular songs, and I don't know how anyone with, you know, any kind of heart would have anything negative to say about this song. You might want to just decide to stop listening to Uh-oh. this episode, like, now. Take a breath, Ted. I'm just saying. I wouldn't fault anybody for doing that. Nice form and drum opening. Blah blah blah. Dan, I'm glad you're sitting down. I'm gonna go ahead and throw a shocker your way. I really like this song. Yeah, you're supposed to. Not one of my. Well, you're supposed to not like it because you're a contrarian. No, I mean little punk boy, like, aren't you? Huh, little punk boy. I'm huh? just saying, little punk boy over there. So, the song is made to be impenetrable to criticism because if you don't to like you. it, then because if you you're like the song, then that, then that goes against everything that you want to be in life, which is a contrarian little troll, little punk out. boy, huh? And <sighs> listen, all you need, yeah. Is love. Yeah. That's good. And a Chrysler. Come by yeah. Dan's Chrysler Garage today for all your Chrysler needs. You walk out with a brand new used Chrysler. Now how can you say how can how can it be to you new and I'm gonna stop talking. <clears throat> I just wonder what what people think when you know, people who maybe don't have a home or are dying of a terminal illness or oh, are come in on. insufferable pain and they hear the Beatles say well all you need is love it's easy stupid <laughs> that's what they're saying to people that with is cancer what that's what they're saying that's, yeah, what, that's what the, that's the responsibility the that we're, that we're giving him we're giving is, a song saying right. you're responsible for all the suffering in the world so it's, you better come up with the, uh, the lyrics that will that will help it's the in people. the title it's saying all you need is love yeah it's a song though it's not right 
a piece of scripture. And, and, and even and a piece of scripture goes too far. They're throwing in that it's easy. It is love easy. isn't love isn't easy. And that's part of what makes it good. All you need is love. This is just throwing it's throwing it it's throwing it at you and saying like why can't why can't you just decide to why can't you just decide to be happy? Why can't you just decide to love? Because these people are so up their own asses, it's insane. Hey, did you know that... Sanctimonious fuckers. Hey, this song is notable for its asymmetric time signature and complex changes. Great. Does that change your mind? Sure doesn't. <laughs> what? This song is like the trust fund baby who like goes to like a war-torn starving village to like air quotes help and is actually like a bigger problem than anything else this song's like a and the villagers have to like take care of this person more this song's than a blonde else. sorority girl that goes to i said that not you <laughs> and and then they get a picture out of it and the villagers are like yeah we'll do their fucking selfie because maybe one of your stupid friends will like see the pain and misery in our eyes she loves you and say yeah let's call cool. back yeah no they're great okay so dan does not like this song I fucking hate this song dan has a minor problem with this song because this song is atrocious because of and you guessed it if you had dan doesn't like the lyrics to the song on your bingo cards then bingo the song is terrible okay what's but so uh, I'm not I gonna. I, I'm, I'm not gonna make it repeat. But obviously, you have a problem with the lyrics, um, and you feel that the Beatles are they are responsible for um, everyone's well being and their and their. They uh, seem to they they seem to be they seem to think they are. Well, I mean, they're pre- to, they're preaching to, to us. They're saying what we need and what we should do. And, it's a love song. And How many love songs are like, written in the world? It's not a love song. It's it's a, it's, it's a song about love. It's a it's a song about like. This song is like supposed to change the world, right? That's that's who said it's that. The fucking Beatles. No, they didn't. This song is like it's part of a broadcast for humanity or something. It's this is this is the this is the we are the world of its time. We are the world, which is also great. Whatever, fine. It. Go on. It's. Musically, what do you think about it? What do you, th- what do you think about the production and the composition? It feels like they're very full of themselves. It feels very... And the recording? Yeah, it feels like... It opens with that uh, national anthem shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, here we, here we are. We're the fucking ambassadors of love. Get the fuck out of your own ass, people. Mm-hmm. Just... Ladies and gentlemen, a telecast from the most important band ever, the Beatles. <laughs> Here they come. They're going to say something very important. Well, if you just decide to love each other and be more of a narcissist like me, then your life would be great. What's wrong with you, stupid? And this one time, I'm not saying stupid to Ringo. That's my John Lennon. I think it's getting better. Oh, stocky poo. All right. Well, um, and it's, it's unfortunate that you can't get past uh, your own issues with the lyrics and what you think they think it's supposed to mean to get what you think about 
you're, you're not going to get past that. So this song never stood a chance because of the what you think they think, the song, you think they think. The entire purpose of the song existing is a slap in the face to all of the principles that they seem that they this this. Take a slip of Lacroix. This oh god, um, sip it, sip mm. it. Mm, let that bubbly goodness soothe your soul. I, re- I can't tell you how real of a reaction this is. I There's okay. A, there was a change in meter. In I reverse. I have already probably lost a lot of people with this podcast existing, so I'm just going to go there. They love you. This is. 90s like liberalism <laughs> and i'm 90s yeah like that that stu that weird like well let's just talk about love and let's just talk about like you know e- equality and let's just talk about progress and change and are you recording me on video right now <laughs> it's for the facebook group <laughs> damn it <laughs> Yeah, I stopped. <laughs> Only when I'm shaven. You're going viral, my so, friend. So, no, but this is okay. I am. I'm. I'm pretty far left. Like I'm mm, kind of Bernie Sanders Rush, territory. You're less listening to Rush Limbaugh a few years ago. Before I knew any better. Not a few years. Twenty. Um, so. This this whole like if we talk about it if we say that it's if we say that everyone gets healthcare and if we say that we believe in these principles and we say all this shit then then we never actually have to do it we could just bring in like contractors and we can like it's we can still trust the fucking corporate machine to t- to like adopt those pr- principles and take care of us like that's the issue that i have with 90s style like liberalism mm-hmm. and that i the beatles are the like the the to me they're like the blueprint for all of that shit where it's like I'm going to talk about love. I'm going to talk about peace and love. How am I going to get awareness for it? Well, I'm going to lay in a fucking bed for a few days with my wife, and then the press will come. My and wife. I'll talk about it. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, that's good. That's fine. You're getting publicity for it, and you're, you're, you're talking about it. But when does actually taking action happen? Whose responsibility is that? I I I get your frustration, but I think you're putting too much. Is almost onus the right word? Because they're musicians. Anus. anus. You're putting way too much anus. Because they're musicians. When when is anus? It's a spice. When does when has when does a, a musician a musician ever like the the only way they can actually put their money where their mouth is if they quit making music and go become an organizer or an activist or something. Right. Their job is to make music. So anything, no, I, any, any kind of steps that they take as far as calling for something or even sitting on a bed, which some would say that's a lot more than anyone else has ever done. It's like, okay, that's better than nothing or that, that's better than what you're supposed to do, which is a, you're, you're a musician. You're, you're going to make music. That's what you no, do. I, I get craft. that. I get that. And I, I feel, I think my problem isn't entirely with the Beatles here. It's more just what this leads to and the reaction to it where mm-hmm. it's just like well all you need is love okay well what does that mean in action and like 
I don't know that they're responsible for answering that question, but they, this song is basically, here's a bandaid for all of you, all of the world's problems. And it's not big enough. And if you're, I I just feel like if you're going to step into that territory, fully step into it instead of just being like, eh, love is cool. I get your frustration. I, or I get what you're saying, which is all you need is love clearly is not the answer to problems. It's a lot more complicated. It's a lot more nuanced. All you need is love. If that, that's like a slogan or an actual recommendation. No, you need time, energy, money, actual and Dyson vacuums, Dyson vacuums. Is there a song that clearly does give you what you that what the world needs i I would say no because that would be because it's a song it's it's two and a half minutes of of music and lyrics so if you're looking if you're going fishing for that you're going to be very very disappointed with what you catch which is nothing because man in the mirror (laughs) no seriously okay i mean think about that song he's it's it's really just i mean it's Michael Jackson, so of course there's all sorts of things we can throw in there. Like what? Well, speaking of anus. <laughs> um, well, you, first of you all, definitely put the onus on that anus. <laughs> you seen the documentary? <laughs> poor children. Um, the documentary is Blackfish, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, I. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You, you brought us here. I might want to edit that part. Out. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but no, uh, "Man in the Mirror" is um, okay. It's got that. I, I'll give you that. But like the whole point of it is, if you want, if you want to make the world a better place, you better look at yourself and make a change. Na 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 na. What does that mean, Michael? Look Whoa, at myself yeah. and make my ch- do what? Get a, get a hair, love, get a, a haircut. Kind of love. It's time that I realized. Uh, listen to love could it be could it be so how many lives do you think have truly been changed because of that song I think that I, I it's not about that zero I, right. yeah, it is about no, 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 that no, according no, to you because no, you, you want it to be you want that song to be responsible for things nope, not at all I'm I'm saying that if you're gonna go there go go there in a way that is actually meaningful and actually get someone something and man in the mirror while it's it's the song that it is. Um, if someone actually listened to the song and actually took it at face value and actually applied any of its princi- any of its supposed principles, they would engage in some amount of self reflection because that's what the song is. And I'm not saying that it's like the best song ever. Or that it's like it's it's perfect for what this is. This fucking song is just. Hey, stupid! Why be lonely? All you need is love. Why be? Is, all you need is all you need is love. You don't need fucking shelter. You don't need you don't you don't need fucking fair elections. You don't need <laughs> a union. You don't need any of the. Like, all you need is love. See, like it, you're like setting these parameters that shouldn't exist. Which is, if you're going to go into the arena of making a declaration or a suggestion or a recommendation. You have to hit all these. Bases. I'm not saying all. I'm just saying hit one that's meaningful. Well, that's love it. Is, I, I would say. Well, first of all, I don't agree with these parameters because who get this a song? But right. it's, it's a good place to start, right? With this word of love and or charity, which is the original Greek for love is 
charity. Okay. All right, so that's a that's a decent place to start, right? Sure. I mean, but and, w- okay, but what else are they saying? There's nothing you can do that can't be d- undone or can't be done or undone or whatever. That uh, hasn't been done. Nothing that it's 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 basically just the first draft of Imagine, which is again a rewrite of It's a Small World, mm-hmm. which is an okay message because it's for fucking children. Mm-hmm. Do we need to revisit Minnie and Mickey? Listening to that one song. Is that where you're trying to get me to go? I honestly I could I could hear you talk about <laughs> Disney characters filleting each other for longer than you or anyone listening to this thing. You you having such a strong reaction to the song is no one's problem except your own for having putting so much expectation or so much pressure on a song. But this it's a declarative song. It it exists to be the to be this. I don't it's think so. It's saying all you need it's saying all you need is love. And it opens with the fucking fanfare which sounds like I don't know if it is a national anthem but it certainly harkens to one. Hear ye, hear ye. Gather round. Like this is this is a proclamation. This song is a it's a it's a is a proclamatory proclam it's in pro, anyway. It's a, it's a song. I don't think it's intended to be just a song, though. I really uh-huh. don't. I think that all of the signs are there that this song is like. Mm, I think you're it's reading too much into it. No, I don't. I don't. Th- I would never say for as full of themselves as they were, the Beatles were never like this song's. This is it. This is our. Really, we don't have to r- stop writing philosophy books. Stop mm-hmm. writing self help books. This is the, the, the I've written. We've written a two minute song, and this is this is it. You nah. really think the Beatles have that level of self awareness? Yeah, I just don't think anyone is point. that. Sorry for the burp again. Egotistical or or pompous. I'm Can not, you think of anybody in history who might have been though? That maybe I don't know isn't around anymore as of around 1980 or so. Walt Disney. Damn it. He was a weirdo. Walter Disney. Um, okay. Well, what do you think of the latter half, the LP, those, those songs in and of themselves, not compared, not even compared right. to the first. Uh, I really do like hello. Goodbye. Like I, I can't that's make a, it. That's a clear truly enough. a shocker for me, honestly. It was for me too. Yeah. Um, shocker. <laughs> Don't tell them what I did. You could imagine what he did. Yeah. It's dirty. Um, I like "Hello Goodbye." I think "Baby You're a Rich Man" has the potential to be. Good, like really good. Yeah, and it bothers it. And I just, I really want to make it clear. Like, this is a positive feeling that I'm trying to express. Where it's like, it's like this would have. It's, it's like someone like grading a paper or something. Or just like, oh, why didn't you get the A? Like, Mm. you you came so close. All you needed to do was this thing that you that you know to do and you didn't do it mm. and because of that giving this b like really hurts like this is a shitty b yeah because it was you could you were right there yeah that's kind of how i feel that's that's how strongly i feel about the need for it to have more bass to it mm. it could have been a killer song 
And it's not because they didn't do that. Um, I don't, I, I can't talk about all you need is love again. It's, we'll get around to similar shit, but, hmm. I'm going to try to predict. It'll have to be while we're recording. While I'll have to look at the track listing and see which songs are going to do this for you. <laughs> Definitely the more popular songs. So I don't think you'll. I think. I think the reason. I think it being so popular is why is part of the reason why you have such a big, Maybe. strong reaction. I, I, but I don't. It's 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 not a popularity thing as much as as it's it not is. a popularity contest. It, it, it it's not. It's not so much a popularity thing as it is like. Uh, like previous exposure in multiple settings. Like, cause I, I make associations with stuff. I think a lot more than I think at least you do, you know, in listening to music. Mm, um, you don't say, <laughs> um, uh, I did a preview of popular trees. Sorry. We said popular. So I did a preview of some <laughs> of the stuff coming up and not all of it is like this for me, but God damn it. This, this was a rough one. Yeah. Let's see. Um, this is... So, what we got? As far as studio albums, unofficial. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is like around nine of... Um, it was at 14 or 13. I think we, we don't have that many to go. Yeah, we don't. It's wide... If I, if I can do this by memory. Wide album... Yellow Submarine, which is like half of an album. Yeah. Um, Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. And then Let It Be. Yep. Okay. So we're getting toward the end here. And then uh, we'll have to figure out whose solo career to get into. We both did some uh, some Beatles karaoke this past this past week. I did a little solo career stuff myself. Yeah. I really love that song. George Har- George Harrison has some has some bangers. He has a uh, Got my mindset on you, which is um, was that eighties? That's definitely eighties, yeah. right? That music video is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And then, um, unfortunately, all I can think of when I hear that song, it's not even like I dislike that song, but uh, Weird Al released something called "This Song Is Just Six Words Long." <laughs> set, to, it's just it's just about his writing process. <laughs> he also has um, "My Sweet Lord." Which is more mm. more hippy dippy. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh damn it! I got my mind on you. I really Gosh. can't wait for us to get into some John Lennon and Yoko Ono stuff. Oh yeah. I I kind of want to go there next yeah. after we go through the studio albums and the the singles collections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe watch well, some movies. Well, I don't. I don't even know. I'm afraid to ask because I'm. Af- I think we might have it in the podcast here because I think you might have been turned. Dan, do you love the Beatles? <laughs> no, I really oh, don't. Oh, okay. Um, well, we have another episode then. Um, all right, Daniel. Well, that was the Magical Mystery Tour. If you're a time traveler, uh, come see Terra Squad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. At Old Town Improv Company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got going on? Anything? Join the Facebook group. Rate, subscribe. Uh, your other podcast. Other podcast. Yeah, yeah. Take a uh, listen. Terror Squad does have a... We'll promote something on the Facebook group for Terror Squad. Just uh, keep listening. Keep on trucking and... Keep um, on just loving. Just keep loving. You know what? All you need is love. Yeah, stupid. I've That's been, all you need. I've actually been turned. I've, I think I subscribe to that 
You don't need anything else but love. Just start there. <laughs> Fucking moron. Just lay on your couch eating cereal. Hold on, let's, I'm going to mute the mics real quick, LSD. both of us. See, I mean, our, our fans are dumb enough that yeah, they will totally eat right. up the all you need is I love. Think, I think they might even try to make a time, like a time travel device. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm afraid. I was afraid that you said that because our our fans are just. It's the, they 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 do whatever we say. I fear them, frankly. Yeah. All right, turn the mics back on. <laughs> okay, we love you. We do love our fans. Um, and uh, we will see you next time where we will uh, cover the artwork for our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> The White Album. <laughs> Bye. Love you.